0: This broadband push, uh, and I and it's not just in Columbia. I've seen them try and do this in other states. I think Tennessee tried this. Uh, they're going to use government money, the windfall, and expand broadband in Columbia, and perhaps in your city, too. David Stokes is on board with us. He's the director of municipal policy at the Show Me Institute to chat about this. Dave, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning, Gary. Great to be on the air with you, sir.
0: I know. I, You know, I sometimes envy it's you.
1: Always, it's always great.
0: Yeah, I envy you. You get to spend... Uh, never mind, that's enough of that joke. All right. Um, <laughs> broadband, they've tried to use government to produce broadband in other locations. I thought Tennessee tried to do it statewide. Uh, it, it never seems to fare uh, very well. It, it never pans out well.
1: It doesn't, and it was Kentucky, I think Ah, you're thinking of, that did a—often confused. Uh, Kentucky (laughs) tried a statewide broadband program to try and have the, the state provide it, and it just didn't work. Shockingly enough, the government wasn't able to efficiently provide it, but it did, it did put you know private business private broadband providers at a disadvantage because of course it's hard to compete against the government like any government run business enterprise is going to likely be very poorly run but it's certainly going to have advantages in taxes and regulations over the private business it's it's competing against so that's why it's so frustrating to see Local governments in Missouri getting into the, these business fields that they really have no business being in in the first place. And that's what you're having in Columbia right now, where they have this broadband business task force established to try to expand broadband in the city of columbia now here's the thing though columbia has broadband service like columbia has numerous private companies providing internet access and high quality internet access throughout throughout the city They don't have a shortage of of broadband, and if they have some small parts of the city that don't have the highest, newest level of service, that will come. The businesses are expanding in there. There's a demand for it, and businesses are going to meet it. So there are actually parts of the state of Missouri that truly are unserved, and it's frustrating to see. The, this, this national infrastructure money, these the stimulus funds, all these different gigantic bills, trillions of dollars, and they're taking broadband money, and they're... It's, there's an argument for doing it in the truly unserved parts of rural, truly rural America which don't have it, that you might, you might use some of those funds to expand there. But to see it in Colombia, which has it, and now they're going to try and take money, establish a new city-owned system that is then leased back to one private business to operate, well, that's going to put all the other businesses operating at a major disadvantage, and I hope it doesn't happen in Colombia, and I hope it doesn't happen in many other cities in Missouri, too.
0: Ten million in stimulus money? Really? ten million? That's a huge, that's gargantuan.
1: I mean the money is just incredible, and they're putting hundreds of millions, probably billions into broadband across the country. And the frustrating thing is it's again, there are parts of America, parts of Missouri, where it's justified, which don't have in, so rural, so such low populations that maybe the government stepping in is legitimate. But that's not Springfield, and that's not Columbia, and that's not many Missouri cities and counties that have it. And when you take these funds away from the the parts of america that might truly need it and you spend it in parts of america that don't need it and at the same time you're involving municipal governments in internet provisions i mean that's terrible policy you know what it reminds me of gary it's sort of like what you mentioned uh, uh, leading into the program about parks, and I'm looking forward to what you're talking about parks later on the show. But we've seen suburbs across Missouri, they all decided about 20 years ago that every nice suburb needs to offer the new Taj Mahal of recreation centers in in their community for workout facilities and pools and, and many other things. And it's frustrating to see cities getting into the workout facility business which look i don't object to municipal parks and again can't wait to hear what you're saying about this later in the show Uh, municipal parks can be wonderful but you don't need these giant over-the-top rec complexes that put your local gyms your local private fitness centers at a serious disadvantage and it's always frustrating to see government try to get into the areas that the private sector has been providing because it's not a fair competition and it's really bad for the business environment in many of these cities.
0: You know, the only um, the only place I disagree with you on is that there are some places in rural areas where it makes sense to spend this money because there are alternatives from satellite dishes to uh, just using using data on a cell phone. There are all there are all these other alternatives. Uh, and and so I don't think that that I should be compelled to underwrite broadband for somebody who's chosen to live in the middle of nowhere. I think I think they need to come up with a you know a buy the buy their satellite, uh, go go to the Hughes satellite and and get your data that way. Maybe it's not as fast as as the high speed internet, but that's you know that's the price you pay for living where you want to live.
1: And that's one of the issues here in, in what we're finding in, in cities and in Kentucky, where they tried the state. They no longer just say, well, you're unserved, so we'll provide it. Now, the, you know, they start trying to define what's underserved. So now they start taking tax dollars to to increase the service level, often only slightly, and often usually very poorly done. So, So they get away from unserved and into underserved. Well, nobody really knows what that is, underserved, is just what the, what the people in that area demand from their local politicians. And they're going, to demand, they're going to demand a lot. So I would hope in Columbia that this business task force would realize that there are a number of well-known, very well-run private businesses providing Internet access in Columbia, and the city doesn't need to suddenly put itself in competition with them. With other other people's tax dollars.
0: Yes. And by the way, the Show Me Institute has just released their 2022 Missouri Blueprint, which you can get at showmeinstitute.org slash blog uh, and uh, find out how to, frankly, make the economy and individuals
1: wealthier uh, by limiting government. Amen. We're very excited about this. Each year we we've been releasing this every year for a while in preparation for the upcoming legislative sessions and this is our 2022 blueprint for the upcoming legislative session with a number of ideas on school choice and Economic subsidy reforms, I know how passionate you are about both those issues, and many, many, many other ideas for local, for, I'm sorry, state senators, state reps, and others to sort of go through this blueprint and see, re, see real ideas, real ideas to really change Missouri for the better, uh, to, make, to grow our economy, expand our economy for everyone, and, and, li, and in most of those cases, it often involves limiting the role of government in certain areas.
0: All right, Dave Stokes, thank you for being with us.
1: Gary, always great to talk to you, sir. Everything uh, we talk about, including the blueprint at showmeinstitute.org.
0: All right, sounds good to me. All right. So-